what do leaders do who are able, they've got the skill set, they've got the ability to scale results, to be able to take a team of people, a group, whether it's just their team or across an organization, and they're able to really dramatically grow the results, the outcome of that team. What are the things that that leader does? Well, that this is a part two in a five-part series of episodes that I'm doing on the five things that I've seen over the course of my years working with lots of different leaders, the five things that leaders who can scale are able to do, they do these five things. So if you haven't heard episode one yet, you should go back to the previous episode, start there, because this is episode two of that five-part series where I'm going to walk in, I'm going to walk you through long-range targets. What does that look like? What? Why is that so critically important? How do you come up with that for your team? That's what we're going to talk about in this episode. Leadership is the ability to facilitate movement in others toward a destination you can describe. I'm Russ Hill. I help build leaders. And this is the Culture Hacks Podcast. Welcome into episode 159. We've been doing this uh, podcast now. I've been doing it for over three years now. This is episode two, though, of this five-part series that I'm doing on the five things that are critical, essential for leaders to do who want to have the ability to scale results. Any leader can um, can deliver short-term success, especially if the market's hot. Like if you're sitting around congratulating yourself, I, I see this all the time. Leaders who are like, man, we're crushing it. And I'm like, yeah, you and everyone else in your industry. There's like, y- you just happen to be able to, y- you, you've got a little boogie board and so do 50,000 other people who are right in that wave that's really big right now. But, and, and maybe that's, maybe that's all you ever want to do. You just want to, you want to be able to ride that wave for a year or two. But what happens when things aren't so hot or the wave isn't quite so tall or and and the market retracts or changes? How do you sustain success over a long period of time and how do you retain your talent? That's what we're getting into into these in, in, in this five part series. Um, by the way, I'm Russ Hill. If you're new to the podcast, I make my living coaching executives impacting their results. Um, travel the world, at least pre-COVID, working with leaders in all kinds of organizations. I worked with a firm based out of the San Diego area until um, until earlier this year in 2021, and then I broke off and now doing my own thing. I wanted to, one of my bucket list items was to own my own company, and so now Lone Rock Consulting, I'm one of the co-founders, co-owners of that firm, and it is brand new, and we already have uh, numerous Fortune 500 companies, including several Fortune 10 companies that work with us. And we're super excited about that. I'm trying to scale my ability to impact help as many leaders as possible. You can find out more about me at Russ Hill, my name, russhill.me, or connect with me on LinkedIn. Okay, so if if we were to have lunch, if you were to call me, and say, hey, Russ, shoot me a text and say, what do you see? What have you seen over the years and all this different work with different leaders that leaders who can scale, take an organization that's got these results and over 12, 24, 36 months, grow them into those results. What do they do? Well, I would walk you through these five things. 
And uh, the last episode, episode 158, I was part one of this series, and I talked about mission and purpose. So if you haven't listened to that episode yet, you skipped it, go back. You need to, you should listen to these in order. Okay. And, uh, and just as a quick refresher for that, the first thing you do as a leader who's able to scale results and, and really get the best out of people dramatically impact the outcome of the team. The first thing you do is you stand for something. There's a cause you're, and it's not specific to the product or the service that your company offers. It's bigger than that right? You, your company or your team exists to do that. People come to work for this team because they have a desire to do this, whatever it is. And so in the last episode, we talked through, I gave you some examples of what a a strong mission statement or purpose statement sounds like. And then I walked you through the process of how to come up with one of those. If you've been doing that, by the way, and you want feedback, just direct message me on LinkedIn. I'm happy to weigh in on it. In this episode, after you've got the mission or purpose defined, now it's time to define or come up with the long-range target. So we know why we exist. This is our purpose. We've got it defined in a, in a short, brief, concise, powerful statement and uh, that we live and breathe. We're talking about all the time. It's not just on the wall or hung somewhere. We're, we're bringing it up all the time. And, um, and then once you've got that, now you need to come up with a a target. Now, let me give you a quick example of this. And I write about this a little bit and decide, well, not a little bit. I write about it in, uh, in my first book, decide to lead, um, which I know many of you have read, listened to, um, or purchased. And, uh, and I want to go a little bit more in depth on it here. Um, the long range target is, is what makes the Google maps app valuable. Let me explain. So I would argue that one of the most valuable apps on smartphones in this day and age is Google Maps or Apple Maps or whatever version you have. Google Maps is definitely the dominant player in the category, right? Well, that app, most of us, many of us that travel a decent amount or go out of a three square mile area on a regular basis, we would, we would, we would probably even pay money for that app, right? Like if there was a monthly subscription that Google charged for that, many of us would pay for it because the app is so valuable. Well, I want you to think about opening up that app, tapping on it on your phone and what makes it valuable. It's really not that valuable in my experience. If you don't type in a destination, right? It's just going to show you where you are right now, which every app can do. And that's been around forever. But once you type in a destination, an address, or search for something in Google Maps, that app turns into money. Like it's so valuable. And why? Well, because now it's going to show you, oh, you want directions to that place? Here are three or four different routes you could take to get there. And then you pick one and you go. And then it's giving you real-time traffic data and information, right? As you try to go and it's rerouting you if it's a longer trip and helping you get there. And it's a pretty good estimate of how long it's going to take you. In fact, it's remarkably good in, uh, in being able to estimate that. There are some exceptions, but 99% of the time it's really good. Okay, well, that's like a, a great leader. And so your ability to be a great leader is impacted in large part by your ability to define the destination. Where are we going? 
Where is this company headed? If you haven't defined that as a leader, then you aren't really leading people. You're just kind of managing the day-to-day affairs and putting out fires and dealing with what's coming up here and there. And we need that, right? Like there's, I don't want to understate the importance of that, the value of that, but that isn't what a leader who can really scale results does. That's, that's more you just riding the market wave. But if you want to scale the organization and really steer the team somewhere, you've got to be able to define the destination. Well, what does that look like? Let me give you a couple of examples. When we were working with General Motors a few years ago, this is public knowledge now, so and you can Google uh, Google it and you, you, you can see result or see uh, articles about it. So I could share it here. General Motors came up with this uh, long-range target of what they called three zeros. And every single employee inside GM, whether they work here in Phoenix for kind of the uh, the technology side of things or they're in Detroit or a manufacturing plant in Ohio or wherever it might be in the world, every single General Motors employee knows three zeros, zero emissions, zero crashes, zero congestion. That's their long range target. And for them, it was 10 years out within 10 years when they said it, we're going to we're working towards three zeros. We want to create vehicles that are zero emissions. We want to create vehicles that have zero crashes. Think about autonomous driving vehicles and that technology is new and there's all kinds of issues with it, but that's where they want to be. We want to have vehicles that can drive themselves and have zero crashes doing it. And then we want zero congestion because if there aren't that many crashes or if there are zero crashes, there is not really congestion, right? And so General Motors, the senior executives there, the CEO, Mary Barra, they they set out this vision of the three zeros. Now, in my view and in in the view of colleagues I've worked with over the years, 10 years is that's like too long for most of us. Right. I I don't like a 10 year vision. I, I see why General Motors picked that. And I get it. They're one of the largest companies in the world and it's working really well for them. And it's it's impacting a ton of their decisions that zero three zeros a long range target is driving decisions on which what what models of cars they're no longer supporting how they're adjusting the way they make cars how they're bonusing executives like there's all the decisions or a lot of decisions inside gm are driven by that destination that vision of where we're headed and and if if gm didn't have that if the senior team didn't come up with that they'd just kind of be reacting to the market conditions and going where they need to go but they've got this destination right or wrong it's debatable you could get into all that doesn't matter they've chosen it so i think 10 years is way too long i would recommend what i've found to be most successful in this day and age is two to three years you might even go five years out but five years man so much can change in five years and it doesn't it doesn't feel that close i used to advocate um several years ago i, w- I would advocate for leaders hey you need to have a, a five-year kind of vision i i, I found over time that it's more it, it's 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 better to have more effective to have a two to three year long-range target and in one of the upcoming episodes that's part of this five-part series i'm going to talk about your annual kpis your annual goals or key results So we're headed there, but before you come up with this year's numbers, whatever those targets are, next year's targets, 
which every leader who's going to scale has to have those and they have to be real. And we'll get, we'll get more into that. I don't want to get ahead of myself uh, in one of the upcoming episodes. That's part of this five part series. The, um, but in this one, you have to come up with a long range target. Well, what might that look like? So I'll give you the GM example of three zeros. There's a food service manufacturer, uh, a food service company. They supply a lot of uh, the food that's in grocery stores and restaurants and hotels and all that kind of stuff. Um, they had a, um, a, a long range target that was revenue driven. It was a billion dollars. Right. And at the time, this company was producing about half that amount of revenue when I first started working with them. And the CEO, he chose a, uh, a long range target of a billion dollars. So everyone in the company knew that no matter whether whatever plant he was at, whatever team he was talking with, every slide deck at any kind of meeting or anything like that started with that long range target. So he'd start meetings and I'm talking about like um, quarterly business reviews or um, sales conferences. These are larger companies, right? Uh, he would start everything with, here's our mission. This is what we're trying to do. And here's our long range target. This is where we're headed. And so the, the long range target, in my experience, it's best to have it as one number. Definitely not more than two or three at the most. Otherwise, no one will remember it. And it's not top of mind, and there are too many variables. So generally speaking, one number is really good. So you think through, well, should that be market share? Should that be revenue? Should it be like number of members or customers? Or it could be something tied to innovation. You just, you need to think about, well, what represents, like what, what would be something, a number that the team could rally around? And it's in a category like market share or revenue or number of members, whatever it might be, that is significant. It, it's, a, it's, a, it's a significant, meaningful number, category metric to our team, and, and it would define success. Like if we achieved that, not only would people feel good about it, like they would rally around and be able to go, wow, that's really good. That's really cool. That's, I can see how that's impacting our organization or making us successful, but it also impacts the financial metrics, right? It really helps capture what success is. So I, I've seen revenue probably more often than not be the number, or it could be a pro, you know, it could be a growth number or a profit number, a margin. It could be again market share, revenue. GM's example I gave you was, you know, emissions, crashes, and congestion. So you think through what what number in two or three years, if we hit would be like incredible, incredibly meaningful. And so you, 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 you got to brainstorm on this, right? Get some of your leaders involved in it and think through what's the category and what's the metric. And the metric, in my experience, should be a stretch, right? It should be something to where when people see it, they go, whoa, we can't keep doing what we're doing right now. And, and it, that be a layup like we it's going to take some effort. And we're going to have to make some changes and adjustments as an organization or a team in order to hit that. But it is doable. So you don't want it so much of a stretch that people are like, oh, my gosh, forget about it. Our leader is definitely not, <laughs> not sober. They've lost their mind. And how do they in the world do they come up with that? No, you, you want it to be aggressive but achievable, real, to where it causes people to be motivated and rally. But enough of a stretch to where they go, whoa, that's going to take some effort. We need to change. I've got to change. We've got to make some adjustments adjustments of it as an organization. And yet I believe 
that that number is doable. So first thing you need to do in order to scale results as a leader, define your mission. Why do you exist? What's the purpose of your team or organization? Put that together in an inspiring, motivating, descriptive, yet brief statement that you can talk about frequently. It, it rallies people. It's exciting to them. It's exciting to you. Okay. And you're using that in onboarding and interviewing and promoting and all that stuff. Okay. Then you come up with the long range target. So we, we exist for this reason. This is what makes us unique, what we're doing. And we're, we're headed toward that. This is the long range target in the next two to three years, maybe five that we're headed toward. And that's what, where we're going. Now, you can start to see, can't you, how this leader is someone who has clarity around where he or she is taking the team. I know why we exist, and I've got that captured in a succinct way, and I've got a target that I openly and frequently talk about. Everybody knows we're headed to that. Now, okay, now I, I'm a leader who's taking this company somewhere. That's how you scale. You don't just do it by accident. You start to put some of these things together. So if you've got any questions about long range target, or if you want to direct message me, Hey, I'm thinking for our team or our organization, this is what I'm landing on. Or Russ, I've got some questions. What about this? Or what about that? Any questions or reactions you want direct message me. Okay. Like you're crazy. In my opinion, this might be egotistical on my part, but this is the world I live in. You all, this is what I do. This is what leaders of large organizations pay us, uh, pay us well to do, to help them with. So I got tons of experience in this. You've got your specialty. This is my area of specialty. And so I, I'm offering to, to look at what you're coming up with, to answer any questions you have. I'm not going to charge you for that, right? You can just direct message me and I'll just shoot you back a, a, a DM back on LinkedIn. Um, and, um, and if you want more help with that, uh, I'm happy to help you with, we just, um, we were talking to a company, it's a fortune 25 company today that, um, we've been talking about, we're talking with for the last few weeks and they want help with this specific thing. Help us with the, the, the mission, vision, purpose, kind of get, help us get clarity on, on some of these things as a leadership team, this leader wants help with some of that and some other things. And so they've retained us. They're retaining us right now. We're in the process of that, 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 that's what I've, what I've done for a lot of years. There's lots more to it, but that, but there are teams or leaders that I've helped just do that. Um, so if you want help, I can direct message you back or we can do even more with that, whatever, 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 uh, whatever help you need. So first thing, the mission, the purpose statement. Next thing, the long range target, where we're headed. Here's the category and metric. And then the, after that, the next episode, what I'm going to walk you into, well, how does all of that flow into this year? Like, once I've got those two things, the mission or vi uh, a purpose statement, and I've got I've got the long range target defined, then what's next? Well, that's the next episode in this five part series. In the next one, I'm going to walk you through what your annual key results or targets ought to look like in my experience to make them successful and the traps you need to avoid, the things you need to be you need to you need to be concerned about making sure you don't fall into these traps that cause th those numbers to be meaningless or confusing or not really to have an impact. So that's in the next episode. By the way, you all, if there are other people who you're thinking could benefit 
from hearing this five-part series, like either people on your leadership team or a colleague or a friend, family member, whomever, you think, man, they, or another business owner or executive or somebody in the same company, whatever it might be. If you're thinking that there might be somebody else who could benefit from hearing some of these things, will you just text them the link? I'm trying to impact it and, and help as many leaders as I possibly can. And so it will help them and it will help me fulfill my purpose as well. So text them the link to, to this episode, whatever app you're listening to. If you click around on it, tap around on your screen, you'll see a, the ability to share the link to this episode or the previous one going back to part one in this five-part series. I would, I would greatly appreciate it if you would do that. Okay. So that's part two. Part three is coming up where we talk about the annual key results. I hope you're all healthy. Hope you're doing well. Find out more about me at russhill.me or you can connect on LinkedIn. I look forward to receiving direct messages from some of you. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening. Are you getting my emails as well? Every week, I'm writing an article designed to strengthen your ability to lead others. Are you seeing these? If you're not, join the more than 5,000 people who are reading them. They've subscribed for free. Just go to russhill.me. Start getting those weekly leadership articles at russhill, my name, dot M-E. At that site, by the way, you can also learn more about my online courses and coaching sprints if you've got interest in that as well. Russhill.me.